doing? I'm doing pretty good. Okay. Did you want to sing? Are you going to sing us a song? I mean, I'm not going to sing it. Did you? If you want me to do this, I can do it. I'm drunk enough to do. I don't know shit. if I. Let me um. I don't know what kind of sound. I don't see. My problem is I can't sing. Mm-hmm. I can't either. So I don't know where to begin. <clears throat> I'll clear my throat. <clears throat> I like that. What if we just called that the song? Shit, there's like three verses to this fucker. Oh, they're not very long though. Should I should I start? What are we doing? Oh, oh over the misty mountains. Okay, we're way off rise. time. That's not even the right words. Yeah, it is. I have I literally have the lyrics up. It's far over the misty mountains, cold. No, that I. What? I I was literally I listening copy, to this before we started. <laughs> I copy pasted the lyric to you. You copy and pasted a a link to lyrics. This is different than what they do in the. This is the extended version. That's right, Chad. This is opinions are cheap with Cameron and Chad. <laughs> yeah, but I don't have that version open. Well, we would have really fucked that up. I'm glad we didn't do it. We we you know as far as I'm concerned, we didn't do it. Because <laughs> like the version I have is on uh, is this one, and so it's it's like only a minute long. It's not the full song. So okay, I installed this Animal Crossing update that lets you swim. <laughs> and so the the instructions, Isabel's here saying, "Good news, everyone. The ocean's clean enough that you're allowed to swim." Which implies that this whole time we've been living in like polluted waters. It kind of does imply that, yeah. And it's like, I, why not just why not just phrase it like, "Look, we got swimsuits in. Why don't you try swimming and leave it at that?" Exactly. Why? Why make me feel uncomfortable? <laughs> oh. Did you get a nice swimming suit in Animal Crossing? No, I'm. I'm. I'm opening my mail, and also it's raining, so I don't want to swim right now. <laughs> I suppose. I hate this game. It's awful. I'm glad you play it every day. Do do. That's a perfect, perfect answer to that. Fucking great. Do 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 do. Oh, dude, I got a five so, day weekend. I'm so happy. That is pretty good. That's something to be happy about. I'm gonna sleep in for every day for five days. Oh, they got a fighting game cabinet here. Oh, I don't have enough money. I do not feel like making money right now when I record a podcast. Exactly. You don't want to ignore me because I'm I'm garbage. (sighs) You can ignore me. You got plans for your five-day weekend? Oh, I'll play Devil May Cry 5. So Devil May Cry 5-day weekend time? Yeah, I played it for about an hour and 15 today. I'm I'm using a mouse and keyboard because I want everything I do to be horrible. Mission accomplished. It's it's a fun game so far, but it's also, like, really stupid. And I kind of figured that going in, but I feel like it's stupid in a different way than DMC Devil May Cry, which came out, what, like, five years ago now? That was made oh, by a different about, studio? Yeah. Like, I, I think the, the dialogue and the writing in that game was a little better, but it could have just been a better translation. I don't really know. I should listen to the Japanese dialogue, maybe. I bet that would help things. I mean, like, like, so the game opens up, and this one guy's like, hey, Dante's fighting Satan, we need to go help. Only we can help. 
And so you get over there, and you get your ass beaten. And, and Dante's like, you guys are too weak. And the guy's like, hey, we're too weak. We need to leave or we're going to die. And this all happens within, like, five minutes. And it's just like, but you just told me to come here. I'm here. I got a sword and a gun. And you got to leave. And so far, that's largely been the way it, the narrative has been. But also, I mean, you're fighting demons with a sword and a gun, and you're missing an arm, so you have, like, fake robot arms you can use to shoot lasers and stuff. Like, it is just anime stupid, but it knows it is, and it's really fun, and the fucking music is amazing. Yeah, actually, the the soundtrack especially stands out. Like, I think this is a very good game. Oh, I think it will be. The the soundtrack is stellar. Like, you can enjoy that on YouTube for free right now if uh, if you don't feel like playing the game. Like, the opening theme is, like, Nero's theme or whatever. It's just, like, a really fucking fun, like, digital hard rock thing with, like, lyrics and stuff. Someone singing stupid shit about, like, viper blood or whatever. It's, it is really stupid, but goddamn, it's a fun song. It's like, yeah, I can fucking jam to this and kill some fucking demons with a sword. Like, it, it, it knows exactly what it is and what it wants to be, and it's just going full bore. And I know it's going to get even crazier as it goes. Like I said, I'm only like an hour in. Yeah, I mean, so I, I guess um, you you said that you hadn't really played the series before, the besides only, DMC. Yeah, the only Devil May Cry game I've played is the one previous, which was kind of a spinoff thing. So, yeah, it, it was like a weird reboot thing. I really it, like that game. Yeah, um... I was actually, it's odd you bring that up, because I was thinking about DMC this morning. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it, it reminds me of, uh, how to put it, There's I feel like there's other things like movies that have done this, where someone will do like, oh, you know what it is? Um, DMC is a lot like Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. Mm. It's not what the core fan base wanted or expected. Holy shit, that game came out seven years ago. I was wrong. Oh, seven, okay. But if you look at it on its own, it's actually pretty good. Yeah, I know the the complaints were largely like continuity things, and I'm just like, like, oh, his hair's the wrong color, and I'm just like, I don't care. He's saying the word fuck at a demon who's saying the word fuck at him, and then I shot the demon in the face. This is the best game ever. Yeah. I love, there was a whole level where... The, like, the level is you traversing over Fox News graphics, and then yeah. you fight uh, Bill Hannity or something. It was great. Like, there, there's a lot of personality, and the, the gameplay loop is fun. Like, it is a good game. It's just very weird to, like... So, do you know why they did that reboot the way they did? I do not. There's an interesting story kind of behind it. Um, Let me set this Game Boy down. So... Um, good news, I was able to withdraw some bells from the bank because I collected interest and I could I bought the arcade cabinet. Oh, good job. So, that's done. Now, DMC, um, the franchise has this super loyal fan base. It is not monetarily a successful franchise. <laughs> oh, one of those. It's Yeah, so that first one, it's really charming and cool and people jumped on it really good. And then for the sequel... It was designed so poorly and thrown together so fast. Like, there's this critical design problem where... Um, are you familiar with uh, dominant strategy? No. So there's, like, a thing in game design where 
if something if you get the most effectiveness out of the simplest approach you'll always do that oh sure 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 so in in devil may cry 2 if you just mash the a button you shoot nonstop, which stun locks everything and you can literally play the entire game with only just shooting with a button oh wow and it's just like there are other combos but they're not rewarding to pull off and it's like, well, I guess I'll just shoot everything. And then it's like, okay, you beat the game. So Yay. that was that was bad. Um, three, they designed it well. And it's like, okay, good. But it didn't necessarily sell that well. And then four, um, I think four was better mechanically, but I don't know if they marketed it bad or if people were burnt out after the last two or what. But it just, it was such a, a financial flop that they said, okay, we're doing this wrong. Uh, Devil May Cry is really popular in America. Why don't we make a game that Americans will like? So they went to a, the American studio, which is kind of like a Metroid Other M situation where it's like, well, no one in Japan buys Metroids, and all the American people like stories, so let's make a story-based Metroid game. And it comes out different, which is counterproductive to you have a fan base that likes what you already made. That makes sense. And you know? The thing, though, is I, I remember, and it has been evidently seven years since I played DMC Devil May Cry, but I actually really liked the story to that game. It was dumb, and it was kind of anime, but I feel like it was executed really well, and it's another one of those where the game knew exactly what it wanted to do, what tone it wanted to say. Like, it, it just, it understood everything about itself, and it executed what it wanted to do perfectly. And so it was super fucking fun, but also it had some nice satire in there, and I feel like the dialogue was fairly natural. Whereas this one, you can tell that there's maybe some shit lost in translation a bit, or just... I don't know, there's, there's a couple of lines where it's like, well, that feels like either really exposition-heavy, or it wasn't written well, or both. And I... Assuming it's going to get better, but it, if it doesn't, that's not a big deal, because that's clearly not why I'm here. Or not why I'm here. Whereas, I feel like the other game, like, I did appreciate the narrative it was trying to tell is, like, the soft reboot of, of these characters in the world. It's a hard reboot, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we know somebody who's a Devil May Cry fan. Is it Matt? Uh, no, it's Richard. Really? Hi, Richard. Yeah, Richard actually, I'm going to send you a picture here. Um, he's got this tattoo of Dante. Is that seriously his tattoo? No, I'm lying. But oh, he's a really hardcore Devil May Cry fan. It's kind of a neat tattoo, but I don't know if I'd want to video game or anime character tattooed on my body like of all the tattoos i could get richard would hmm. um in fact I, I richard's email is also x underscore x um sephiroth x dante underscore x underscore x at yahoo.com i want to read that fan fiction no that's an email address oh i want to read that fan fiction sephiroth and dante that want them to fuck anyways richard's a big fan of devil Mark cry for a while but you know who else is a big fan of Devil May Cry? Matthew. Yes. Um, now, when Devil May Cry 4 came out, he was like, I want that for my birthday. And he got that as a gift for his birthday, and it's just his favorite game, and he loved it so much. Um, when they announced DMC, I remember showing the trailer to him and showing the trailer to Richard. Richard being the long-term fan and Matt being the short-term fan. And they were both utterly repulsed by it. And I could not convince them to give DMC a try. Oh, man, that was a... F so, yeah, but then here's you and me. We're like, 
I don't know. It looks fine. I, I don't. Energy drinks are funny. The and thing uh, is, is like. <laughs> I the enjoyed game it. played so well. <laughs> the game it, it felt so fucking good to play, and I love another thing. Soundtrack amazing. The whole thing was done by Combi Christ. They did an awesome job. Just fucking like crazy industrial metal. Throat full of glass. His name like the lead song or whatever. Like goddamn, you fucked some shit up in that. It was great. I was an adult when I played that, and I still liked it. So it must be good. I should replay that. I've actually kind of been meaning to at some point, just because... Oh, yeah. Why not, That's right? one like, of those games, uh, I got that in my Steam library, and every once in a while, like, when I'm scrolling through, it's like, oh, do I want to reinstall that real quick? I enjoyed it. Yeah. And it's another one of those things, right? Like, games don't need to be... Comp- they don't need to be The Last of Us Part 2. You can just, like, have fun, like, killing shit. And, and like, that's why I love uh, uh, Earth Defense Force so much. Whereas, like, this this game is just really dumb. But the gameplay loop is super tight, and it's fun as fuck. And that's all I want these days out of games. I don't want anything huge, because, I don't know, I just don't have, like, the time. Like, I really want to play The Last of Us Part 2, and I someday will, probably once Joe beats it, and he can, like, watch me and help me when I get stuck on puzzles or whatever. But I'm going to play on, like, easy, just so I can tell the story. Now, to be fair, Dev McCray 5 isn't Last of Us Part 2 either. <laughs> no, 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 this is just, like, dumb bullshit. I get to stab things. It's great. <laughs> just to just to make that part clear, but yeah, you know what is fun though. I really like the aesthetic of like, hey, what if Satan took over the world and turned it into hell? Like, uh, I don't know if you remember the the game Shadows of the Damned. That sounds familiar. So this is back. I want to say on the Xbox 360. I'm was... thinking of Soul Reaper. Mm, oh, I remember Never that mind. one too. Uh, Shadows of the Damned, I think, was made by the same guys that made No More Heroes. Like Swery, I think, is the guy's name. Oh, okay. I know exactly who you're talking about. And it's basically like kind of a Resident Evil clone, but you're in hell, and I think you're trying to save your girlfriend or something. But it has like it's just this weird aesthetic of hell, where like there are torches you need to light up, but there's ram skulls on like the, the wall, so you shoot them with your gun, and they burst into flames, and that's a torch. And it's just so it's like surreal. It's over the top as fuck. There's just tendrils and shit, and skulls and spawn fuckery everywhere. And uh, it's really fun. Like, it doesn't make any sense. It's not really scary. It's just kind of weird. But I like it. And uh, this game's kind of got that going, too, with the the creature design and the, the weird trees and shit growing up from the ground. And it, it's it got a it's got an interesting mood to it that I really like. Because it's not trying to be scary, but it's trying to be, like, kind of teen edgy. But you're like, yeah, like, there's still, like, Shadow the Hedgehog somewhere in my soul who really wants to be here and kill things. Like, I don't I don't know how you, like, go about designing this aesthetic because it's so weird and specific but they did a great job so far like it, it perfectly hits exactly what they want to do yeah no I, I think they nail it um at least five especially nails it um i i feel like dmc is underrated mm-hmm. but it's not to say that it's like some hidden gem that everyone has to play it's just that it, you have to get you have to set aside the baggage if uh, if it wasn't what you were expecting, get over that. The thing is, is the gameplay loop is so good the way it handles like medium, light, and heavy attacks. Yeah, I I think though, like I used to recommend DMC a lot more, but once five came out, it's like ah, no, you can just play five. It's better. And I'm I'm not far enough in. I've only unlocked a couple of different like uh, skills, right, and and uh, uh, combos, and so. I'm I'm doing a lot of button mashing and just like enjoying the flashy bullshit. But at a certain point, I'm gonna want to learn how I do all the attacks I purchased. 
because it's going to get really old really fast if I don't. And executing them on a mouse and keyboard is always a little touch and go because it's not a controller. Oh, there's like a there's like an inside joke I don't think you'll appreciate. So there's a part in five where like you have to go to you have to go to hell and you have to find Dante because he's trapped there. Sounds about right. And so when you when you go there, it's like you know he's been defeated and he's at his lowest point ever at the bottom of hell, and he's like. When you find him, he's like, uh, like draped over a throne, in in this like, kind of lounging position where he's like, it's all dramatic looking. Mm-hmm. It's the exact same. It's framed perfectly with the DMC announcement poster. Oh, really? To, so it's kind of like making this joke that it's like, look at this. Oh no, he's he's never looked worse. And you help him rise up above it. That's funny. I remember, it's like, kind of funny. DMC had the similar, uh, similar joke in the intro trailer where like a, a mop flies in his head and it, like looks like he's got like white hair for a bit and he throws it off. He's like, "Ew, who would do that?" Yeah, it's just... it's the same kind of uh, jab. And it's like, all I bet, good fun. I bet that pissed so many people off. That's where Richard like lost interest. I really? don't think I oh, could. Oh man. I had trouble like convincing him to give it a try if I remember. He was <laughs> he was like really um like he was mad that they were blaspheming the all the fans that love it. I guess like, like it, I get that but that also game like, left a sour taste in people's mouths. It was really poorly uh presented. It's like who takes this game series seriously? It's fucking stupid. To a degree, but I mean like uh we <laughs> Not to jump the gun a bit, but we were talking about like Alien versus Predator stuff. Oh yeah, and like we'll we'll probably talk more about that. But I was thinking about just the novelty of Alien and Predator fighting. This is like a goofy comic book one-off. Yeah, but I guarantee you, there's people that still put Alien on this pedestal of like the epitome of what suspense movies are, and it's like, oh, they they ruined it. They turned it into this like monster fighting game thing. Oh, there definitely is. I've I've talked to Alien fans who hold that series into such high regard, and they're like, no, there are only two good movies, and the other ones don't exist. This is the best yeah. thing ever. I would worship Ridley Scott and H.R. Giger. And it's like, you know, you could. there's a middle ground to all this, right? You can hate the bad movies, because there's a couple of those, and appreciate what the other movies brought to the table as, you know, different types of narratives with different tones. Like, I still think Alien Resurrection is probably one of my favorite Alien movies, at least in the top, like, three or four. Uh, just partly because it's so fucking weird, and it does, it's trying to at least do something different. It's like, we're the fourth movie in, we have to bring something new to the table, because no one will give a shit if we don't. And and it does, and you might not like it, it is definitely not for everybody, but I think it's a perfectly enjoyable film. So, yeah, it, Devil May Cry, it's a lot like Metroid, where... It doesn't make enough money for the studio to justify pumping them out all the time. Sure. But the people that appreciate it really, really appreciate it. Uh, they're they're very serious about it. Well, and I'm trying to think of like how many like good action-y games of this type there are. And there's probably a lot I don't play. But like Bayonetta, I really like that. Uh, Ninja Gaiden, really, really fun. like that. And then Devil May Cry. Like, those are really the only three I've played. And I know like Nier Automata, I think, is in that loop somewhere. I should gone through that at some point but these are kind of like the main entries in the in this kind of genre for a reason um i know vanquish 
that was more of a third-person shooter, though, but it was sort of like the same kind of feel where you're, you're playing through really fast action levels and you're getting scored and you get unlocks and stuff kind of in the same way, but different gameplay loop. But really, it's like, yeah, Bayonetta, Devil May Cry, Ninja Gaiden, and, and we should be happy when new games in these series comes out because these are like the really good ones of this game type. They're, they have a really proven track record, and the story to all of them is really not why we're here. It can be fun, it can be a reason we show up, but it is, it's really the gameplay loop that sells all of these games. I think my favorite is Metal Gear Rising. Oh, fuck, I haven't played that one, but I know it's really, really good. My brother is, like, really loves that game. That's, that's I think, my number two game of all time. Hmm. And the soundtrack is fun to listen to. I, I mean, it's not quite the perfection that Devil May Cry 5 lands on. Sure. Where it hits the tone and everything just right. Um, but it's just, there's something about it. So Oni Plays started doing Metal Gear Rising. And it's it's so fun because Chris never played it. So he's like discovering it for the first time while the oh, other nice. two guys are like coaching him along. And it's like, it's so, it's fun seeing him enjoy the game. Just genuinely. Um, do you remember that Oni Plays where he went on Second Life? Mm, no. And there was that guy in like red armor... That was just this, like, cringy fan fiction guy? No. Oh, man. That was such a good callback. He he went on Second Life, and he went to this, like, Sonic the Hedgehog place. And everyone has, like, Sonic OCs, except for this one guy that looks like Nightmare from Soul Calibur. God. And he has, like, red demon horns and long flowing white hair and glowing blue demon eyes. And, like, and he has this super nerdy voice. And he's completely out of place. He's just, like, standing around going, like, yes, I I, con- I slayed a thousand demons, and that's how I became a demon. Just, and j- if you were to stand next to me in my full power, you wouldn't even survive. <laughs> like, that's how he talks all the time. And it's just, it became this, like, classic character. Like, I made this guy in Soul Calibur VI. <laughs> like, oh, nice. he became my main. Because what's great is I was able to, like, nail the look perfectly, but that game is already so, like, overly flowery with the, like, the intro to every fight is, like, two souls, one destiny. And then he, and then I had the guy stand there and I pitched up his voice, but he has, like, he, he has, like, the same, like, red sword. Um, but what was great was, like, he had this weird fantasy avatar, but then his sword was Jetstream Sam's. Uh, Murasama blade. So for whatever reason, like he was just really proud of that because he he beat Metal Gear Solid ri- Rising Revengeance on uh, kiss your ass goodbye difficulty, <laughs> and he kept like swinging the sword around and it's just like this poorly rendered rip from the game. And so there's a part where <laughs> Oni is playing Metal Gear Rising, and Sam shows up and he draws that red sword with the lightning, um. And, like, Chris, you recognize that sword? And he's like, that's Genesis' sword! And it had, like, this, like, flashback to the Second Life episode. Oh, nice. And it was just, like, this, like, genuine excitement. <laughs> like, you'd have seen an old friend. It was just so adorable. So, my my question out of all of this is, uh, if that's your second favorite game, what is your favorite game? Majora's Mask. Really? Yeah. I don't know if we've ever talked about it on the show. We could. I've literally never played it. Um. Oh, well, really? Yeah, and I'm pretty I can... sure my GameCube's broken. 
I can. Not my GameCube, my Nintendo 64. I can spurg out on Majora's Mask for an hour if you need me to. I, I feel like I should, if not watch a Let's Play, like actually try to track down a way to play it. But I've actually, I've never played that game. So, yeah, there's a there's a problem I have with Majora's Mask. The, the nature of the game is, I feel like a lot of people have like overanalyzed the story or they have their weird like reads of it. Sure. And they present it in one way. And it's, I think partially because it's a very um, personal experience because the the mechanic to like draw out time involves a lot of just standing around and waiting and getting to know characters. Okay. So if you speed run it like a Zelda game, it's like a very bad Zelda game. Oh, okay. But if you're a child at the time that it came out so you couldn't look up on the internet how to beat it. It's like the Elder Scrolls Skyrim of Nintendo 64. Oh, nice. You know what I mean? It is so crazy how like when something comes out in your state of mood and mind, like, can f- just changes the context, right? I mean, it's not crazy because, like, of course that fucking makes sense. But like, if you're ten when Harry Potter comes out and he's ten, you're like, holy fuck, this is the greatest thing ever. But if you read it when you're like fifteen, you're like, man, why are all the dumb kids I know like like this shit? Like, it it really it, it just changes how you view it because of your age and and, and what you want to do and what you think is cool and all that other stuff. So yeah, like. There are games and, and, and things I really like, and it's largely because, like, I was the right age when it came out. Very much so. Um, so, because I was actually, I was talking to Richard about this, too. He's never played Majora's Mask. And it's like, there's no way to properly play it right now. Like, you can't just, like, get it on the Switch or something. You'd have to get a ROM or something. Yeah, but Nintendo's been really uh, hounding these ROM sites, so even that's hard to track down. Oh, really? Yeah, um, it's not impossible, but it's just, it's it's very annoying because I, I would not mind them attacking these ROM places if they even bothered to offer it someplace. Right. But you, you just, you literally cannot play it. I don't get it. Like, I, I like legitimately am pretty sure my Nintendo 64 is broken, which it's old as fuck. And I, I, I it's probably not broken, broken, but like the power cable's fucked. But the way that plugs in is probably somewhat proprietary i haven't looked at it in five or six years um but I, I like the idea of like if me and richard could play that game it'd be cool to have him back on if we talked about it but it comes down to like we need to like find a way to play the game and then find time as adults to play the game i have no idea how long that one is i don't know and and also as an adult you might be able to solve the puzzles a lot faster yeah maybe um another element is that there's only four dungeons Oh, that, like, that, that's my alley, though, because, like, I don't want long games anymore. Well, yeah, it's almost like Skyward Sword. No, not Skyward Sword. What's, um, Breath of the Wild? That's the yeah. newest one. Yeah, where there, it's almost open world in the sense that you can kind of just, you can streamline it and get to the end really fast if you hypothetically wanted to. So it's like, how much do you want to explore? And there's stuff everywhere, so you get rewarded for exploring. But I don't know. We could we could do a deep dive in Majora's Mask if uh if you're curious. I I'm definitely curious. Like I don't. I'm just gonna like legitimately ask like on a couple of chat rooms. I'm in like, hey, but you know a good way to rom the fuck out of this game. Yeah, if we could find an effective way to play the game. And that's the thing, right? Like normally I'm all about playing it the legal way, ish. But if I if there isn't a way for me to do that, 
then yeah, I'm going I still, to have to download I mean, it. My my cartridge and my system still work. I just I don't know that I can plug it into my TV right now. Sure. Like I would have to unplug. I'd have to like dismantle the entertainment center and like rewire things. So it's like, look, I got the game. Just let me run it. Yeah. Also, the DMC soundtrack for Devil May Cry Five is thirty dollars, but it is four and a half hours long. There's literally all the music in the game. Wait. And I'm just saying, I only want the songs with lyrics in them, but I think there's only six, so now it's like an EP. I'm gonna have to see if I can find that because if if they're like as good as that first song, I'm I'm super fucking down to just for that. Holy fuck. Uh man, you know, one of these days too, I want to talk about the Final Fantasy soundtrack. Oh yeah, because I've listened to that a couple of times while I've like edited music. It is super fun. Yeah, and that was like a small sampling. I <laughs> I said edited music I, like a dumbass. Edited stories. I put together um like I put together what the playlist should be, and I had to cut half of them. Oh god! To to make it like a reasonable setting. Yeah, because it's still like an hour twenty or something. Yeah, it was still like a longer than promised. Anyways, it's good shit though. There's, I mean, yeah, of course, Square Enix like gets good music in their games. No one is surprised, but. It's fun. You know, it's a weird game if we're just talking about stuff we've been playing. Hmm. Um, I've been getting into Elite Dangerous. I've never heard of that. Oh, that's good, because I was worried that I talked about this last week. You might have. I just got drunk. Um, so Elite Dangerous is like, it's a space game, but it's like you're a trucker. Oh, you might have talked about that last week. Maybe. So it's sort of like, um, you know how EVE Online, where it's like you can fly everywhere and just do things. So you can, yeah. you can play the stock market or or transport things. It's sort of just that, but with like less emphasis on the economy. Like it's more, it's more NPC driven than player driven. Okay. Which just means it's, uh, it's stable. <laughs> sure. Um... But I've been playing that. It's really relaxing. Like, I've found... I've been going there end of day. I'll just... Uh, I'll boot it up and I'll listen to something in the background. And there's there's technically combat in the game. Okay. But it's kind of like... I, I'll get this big, like... I'll spend all my money on a big freighter. So now I have 50 cargo spots. And now I'm going to deliver 50 things of beer. Yeah, so beer. I just got to travel... Uh, you know, just trucking through space. And I got my flight deck set up. I got my throttle controller and my joystick, and all the custom key binds and stuff. Um, and it's just been really addicting to do this like, uh, mind-numbingly dull thing. Because there's nothing to it. It's like I I push a button to chart course, and then hit autopilot, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Sometimes you want stuff like that. Yeah, but it's been relaxing. Um, little weird things can happen. I watched an interesting video where he talked about, like, an alien encounter that's really uncommon to happen. But it's also, like, the story ended with, and then nothing happened, and apparently that part of the game's not finished yet. You know, it's, it's like, it's not an early access game, but it's also, like, due for updates. Sure. But I like it. The sound design is stellar. And Man. interstellar. God, it's not good sound design makes me so happy. It's so hard to do. Yeah. Um. But it's so important. The other thing I wanted to... We're like, wow, we're a half hour and we've been talking about video games. That's fucking weird for this show. <laughs> oh, uh, I saw I saw Toy Story 4 today. 
Oh yeah, Toaster Four. And you know, Toy Story Four was pretty fun. Yeah, it's fine for for a movie that didn't need to, maybe even shouldn't exist. I I I had some really good laugh out loud moments. It would, it was a fun fun movie. I really liked that Forky wanted to kill himself for the first half hour. So I I mean, can I complain about Toy Story Four? Oh yeah, feel free. I feel like this was like two or three shorts. Yeah, I mentioned that after it was over. It's like it's yeah. There's it, it's very segmented, and each segment feels like it could be its own thing. And there's just kind of a running theme through all of them. I don't think that's a bad thing, but it definitely doesn't feel like a cohesive movie in the same way that Toy Story one or two or three did. I'm annoyed that they introduced Forky, and he's the best. And then the movie's not at all about him, and he's completely inconsequential. Well, he is dumb. But I I think <laughs> there's there's multiple things about him that I like, like from a story standpoint. Sure. Um, I also think his design is perfect. Like, he looks like a child made him. Yep. And the way he moves and the animation stuff they do with him and, and how they present him is stupid. It's all really adorable. But it's interesting in the context of the world of, like, where does... Like, where does a fork end and a toy sentient being begin? Right. And also, like, the way that he he does not think of himself as a toy and he is happy to be thrown away. It's an interesting thing. And and when he turns around and realizes that he could do more as a toy and that inspires him, that's interesting. But See, it's also like, okay, where is this going? Like, that. like, the fact that he's just, like, having this conversation with Woody and he's like, no... I'm a plastic spork. I am meant to be used to eat soup and then thrown away. That's my goal. Like I don't I almost don't like that he knows what he is. Like I like the idea of he, he intrinsically wants to be in the trash and it because he doesn't think he should exist. But I don't like the fact that they had to explain it. I feel like it took a little bit away that it's like so in this world is literally everything you own somewhat sentient in some way. Like it just it kind of muddied things a bit. It sort of does. I mean, you you can't think about Toy Story universe rules too much because nothing works right. Right. Um, but it's also like, I if I have a bag of googly eyes, and I just put googly eyes on the TV remote, is it now alive? Right. Um, or is it the fact that a child plays with it is what makes it alive? I like how you know they kind of I mean? like ask that question at the end when like. She comes in from first grade and she made one out of a knife. And then the knife's just like, why are we here? And no one can answer that. It just, like, fades to black. I love Forky. Have you seen the shorts on, on Disney Plus that have been putting out? I have not. They, they they put together this mini-series called Forky Asks a Question. Oh, God. And so he'll ask something like, um, like, what is money? And he'll just ask like a philosophical question of like, what is money? And so they'll talk to the, the piggy bank because he can explain the concept of currency. Mm-hmm. And Forky's stupid. So he'll just keep saying, but what is money? <laughs> and, it, and, and, and Porky kind of goes, ah, it's uh, if you, if you want something, you use money to buy it. Yeah. But, but what is it? And it'll, it's like a three-minute short. There's a there's a handful of these. Sure. But they're all very charming. And it's like, man, I wish Forky was involved in that movie because <laughs> he was like a background character. 
he kind of like he's very involved in the first like twenty minutes, right? Like and that's yeah. the thing, and, it, and it's like there's this funny montage where he's trying to kill himself, and everyone's preventing him from doing that. And I like that. And then it's just sort of like Woody has this conversation. He's like, oh, I guess I'm a toy now. I will not kill myself. And it's just like, oh, well, now we're moving on to the second short where I Woody like, finds yeah. Bo Peep. I liked how, how stupid he was that when he was kidnapped by Gabby Gabby, it's like he didn't realize he was being kidnapped and he just like hang out with her. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting that they were able to spin it into this thing where she's not necessarily evil as much as hurting. Mm-hmm. just still like the antagonist and the bad guy but it was interesting to have Forky like basically have an unbiased look at her and go oh no she's hurting yeah and I, I liked that element of it but it's like I wish the movie was about Forky yeah I, and I, I had this conversation too with Joe where like if, if it was an hour and a half of Forky realizing he's a toy and shouldn't kill himself I think that would be too long for that like you can't stretch that gag that long without it being like really depressing or dark or stupid so i kind of get why they didn't do it but he does like like it is it's very much a woody and bo peep movie which is kind of weird like buzz isn't in it very much none of the other characters are really in it they're just like there for a bit like the the dinosaur that's voiced by mabel is just she's she's got more lines than like more of the most of the characters it's weird it's also weird how like they they keep changing what the narrative themes of the story are. I really liked like early in the opening when it's just um her playing and stuff, and the way that like Woody's kind of being forgotten, mm-hmm. and he gets his little sheriff badge taken away and put on Jesse, and um and it's like he it's his habit to like stand up to be the leader and tell everyone what to do, but this room already has the leader, right? And so he just kind of stays in the closet, and it's like. It's like, oh, man, I'm really feeling for him. Right. But then when they're going on a big road trip, uh, she grabs Woody and it's like, well, that seems pretty important because there's a lot of toys that got overlooked. And it's like he, he's still getting played with. It's not, you know, they don't commit to the whole being discarded thing. Yeah. And I almost feel like it, I, I wish that <laughs> I wish it was more like the Toy Story 1 Woody where he's being a lot more selfish. And, yeah. like, he should have been forgotten, and he's like, oh, well, she she probably just forgot, and he, like, runs and, like, jumps in the RV himself. I almost feel like that, too, just because it would make his, like, leaving at the end feel a bit more impactful. Because, like, him splitting up from the group, t- to me, should be, like, the saddest thing of any movie in the series, right? Like, he's leaving his friends to go hang out with Bo Peep and basically be a lost toy. Like, that should mean a lot more than kind of what it's presented as. Like, it's still, like, a good moment. I enjoyed the movie. I'm not going to say I hated the movie, but it, it does seem like there could have been another editing pass to kind of figure out what is and is the most important. Yeah. So I guess, I, and I've heard other people say this too, it's almost like it isn't Toy Story 4. It's more like Toy Story colon subtitle. Sure. Um, like, there, I, I don't think... Uh, I don't think Toy Story 2 was necessary. It's like, oh, they're making a sequel, really? And then I watched it, and I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And then they announced Toy Story 3, and it's like, oh, they got lucky once, but can they really pull it off? And then it's like the best one. Like, they, they made everything so heavy and serious. And there's there's no songs, but it's like, oh, you know what? This is such a good um, finale that plays off my nostalgia, and it closes this chapter. And it's like, you know what? I can enjoy all of these movies for their own merits. 
And then there's four. It's kind of funny, like, okay, I mean, that that's probably a good summation. I don't remember anything from Toy Story 2 other than the Buzz villain shows up. And then the only thing I remember from Toy Story 3 is everyone's like, you're going to cry, and if you don't, you're a soulless piece of shit who should kill himself. And then I didn't cry, and I'm just like, oh, guess I guess that's where we all stand here. I like that one where someone got a, a DVD burn of the movie. So he edited it so that the credits come up after they they die in the incinerator, like mm, just fades mm, to black. Mm, 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 and he mm. and he put it, and then he bought like the actual movie and like put that disc in and gave it to his mom for Christmas. That's so he watched that up. on Christmas Day, <laughs> and it, and it's like he gets that part and the credits come up and it's like sad Toy Story music, and she's like, oh, they they just end it there. Wow. And it's like, ah, that's funny. And everyone left, but then, like, an hour later, she was still in the living room, just, like, staring at a blank screen. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, petting the dog. And... <laughs> Fuck. Um, that's good. I liked two. I'm not saying I, I, I didn't liked... like two or three. I'm just like, I don't really remember them. Well, do you remember the whole, like, Woody's Roundup? Yes. It was Newman. I... Yeah. Um, But I love the theme song and all the, like, merch and collectibles and uh, just all that stuff. They actually, I got a Woody's Roundup harmonica that really? comes in like packaging where it's like branded as a Woody's Roundup toy. That's kind of neat. Yeah, I I love that. Um, it, it's <laughs> I don't know. I like playing off of the whole like the the toy collector that sells stuff off eBay and you know be, being played with versus being like admired in a museum. Oh yeah, for um, sure. The, the the claustrophobia thing Jesse had to deal with, the abandonment issues. Um, I feel like there were neat things in that movie. I love Zerg. And I like I honestly I almost bought a Zerg toy when they released them. Because it came in the box with like the whole dramatic write up on the back. Oh yeah. And it's like there was a stack of them in the Disney store of like all these Buzz Light Years and the Evil Emperor Zerg. And it's like, man, I don't I don't want to be an adult walking in here buying this toy, but Every time I walk by that window, it catches my eye. Mm-hmm. I wonder, like, because I know you have this too. Like, we're we're adults. We have toys that we own that we're displaying in some fashion, and it does kind of like if like a toy's purpose is to be played with. None of the toys on my bookshelves that I own because reasons uh, ever get played with. Like, I have like a Yoshi plush toy that I'll like throw at Ripley so we can chew on every once in a while. But I have a feeling like if 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 the Yoshi plush is sapient, he he really hates his life because <laughs> he's just getting chewed on by a cat. And then all the others are just like, I guess I'm kind of dusty today. Godzilla is well, just favorite... trying to hold up comic books. Um, I was playing VR chat with Joe, mm-hmm. and we found a place that was Andy's room, oh, and really? it was like, oh, cool, yeah. And so we're on the bed and we're running around at like toy scale. And I think, well, that's cool. I wonder if, like, there's toy characters around. So we jump down from the bed, and then there's, like, a Japanese import of a bunch of, like, bimbo figmas. <laughs> and it was just kind of funny, like, how how out of place they were. But I love the jokes of, like, Andy getting older and getting, like, weird collectibles and, sure. and anime figurines. and. <laughs> it is one of those things where, like, I don't know... I- one of my parents made a comment that because I've remodeled this house I own so much, there's like you know the house just like it feels nicer, like it's happier. And it's like it's a box, like it 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 literally doesn't or can't, but it looks better and it looks nicer because I painted it better colors. 
But there's this certain thing where it's like things are made to do a specific function. Like you make a desk because you need something to put your tools on. You make you you have uh you make speakers to play music. So if you're not using them, like I don't know, I, I kind of get it at a at a certain point, right? There's a one of the YouTube channels I watch where the the guy like does woodblock printing. Like he basically wound up getting these old woodblock prints, like the woodblocks that were carved on the bench he owns where a guy like many years ago owned this bench and it's like these blocks are now returning to this bench they were carved on and there is something really special about that like these things that met together once upon a time and became something special and then were forgotten and are now are back again and are special again like i get the 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 want to personify that it doesn't mean anything but it does because we make it mean something and and toys i guess are kind of the same whereas like you know i got like an iron man figure and a next to my comic books because iron man's kind of cool and they're comic books and uh i don't know he just sits there though doesn't get to do anything and, and the freaking little blaster that goes in his palm keeps falling off and i should probably just glue it in there i don't have a point to this that's good i just just talked oh so anyways uh toy story 4 did you like gabby Gabby was fine. Oh my god! So what was really funny is so at the end when like they they're going through some shit and all of a sudden she's like, "Look, there's a girl crying," and it's like, "Bitch, we need to get moving. We are behind. The car is gonna leave." She's like, "No, there's a lost girl." There's like, "Oh, you should go comfort her. You know, this could be your moment." So she goes down there and they and and the girl finds her and it pulls the string and then and then a cop rolls by and I was just like, you know, it would have been really funny. Is if she's like, I'm lost and we're lost. And then Jeffrey Epstein shows up and she's like, hi, I'm a little girl. I'm lost. Can you help me? And he's like, I'm Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> this movie was made before someone killed me in prison. Because he was a pedophile. And I think that would have been a really funny joke to put in a Toy Story movie. Okay, how about Toy Story 5? Um, they're, they're, they're investigating uh, his suicide and they don't know what to do. And they're they're going over the... Um, Lolita Express plane. Oh my god! And they find a, <laughs> they find a doll, <laughs> and the doll is like, "I want to testify. I've seen things. I'm gonna break the rules. I gotta, I gotta get up on court." And it's about the Toy Story thing of like, "Okay, do we allow a toy to testify? Because she's the only witness." But holy fucking shit, this is an amazing idea. It's like, I mean, that's the thing. Like they they talk about how. In in the history of humanity, toys have never broken this rule. But then the next door neighbors mean, so it's like, let's scare this kid. Right. So they, they seem capable of it. So it's like, okay, I want to know, was there a toy on the 9-11 plane that could have intervened? idea more than my laughter is conveying because if it, if they were all like woody and they take stuff serious he would kind of just be like okay everyone let's stay in the bag and we we gotta make sure we let, 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 let's hope everything works out oh my but god but if it was but if it was buzz lightyear who has this weird like mental disorder where he doesn't realize he's a toy i like it it's before like, he doesn't realize he's a toy and he's playing his voice box to tell him what to do like a magic eight ball yeah no, I love that. It's funny. It's great. That was a cute gag. It was. Um, 
But like, imagine like a weird PTSD GI Joe that like sees Taliban terrorists hijacking the plane, and he's like, "Oh, this is my chance. I'm going to save the world." Like, <laughs> now I'm laughing. No, I think this so, is legitimately brilliant. It's it's awful and offensive, but it's like legitimately really funny. I want to see like lots of hugs on that plane. And he has the opportunity to stop the terrorists, but he's like, no, the time is now. <laughs> I smell like strawberries. God damn. So Marvel acquired Aliens and Predator. <laughs> well, they acquired the rights to use Marvel and Predator. They don't Marvel doesn't own it, do they? They get to do the com I think I think they do I think Marvel or Disney owns Fox. Well that that's the thing, is if they came out with a new Predator movie. Mm-hmm. Is that under the Fox name, or is it going to be under the Marvel name? It'll probably be garbage, so who cares? Uh, no. I, I know that's a bad answer to that question, but let's be real. So, last week we were talking about like the Marvel Avengers and how the movies have caught up to how bad the comics are. Yeah. So, the next stage is these movies become a series of crossover events, which means we get the live-action... Um, Archie versus Batman or whatever. Like, I'm legitimately down for, like, a Deadpool versus Predator movie. I, they can make it happen. I, Nothing I think stopping that's the them only way to make it. that work. Like, you make it a dumb comedy and you don't take it seriously and then aliens show up at some point because fuck it. I don't know. I, I've had this conversation with some other people, but I feel like all the stories within the alien universe feel like they've been told because no one wants to take risks anymore. And even the good ones are still thematically exactly the same as the fucking good movies. It's alien and aliens, and we're going to use those building blocks. We're going to do the same shit over and over for fucking decades. And I just don't care anymore. So if Marvel wants to make shitty alien comic books, they can do it, and they're going to be ads in them. I'm not going to goddamn read them. That sounds like a plan. And it sucks because I want to do Aliens as Predator video game. Like, more than anything. Did you ever look at that Predator game? No. I have a feeling that's going to be, like, dead on arrival. Yeah. Which is a shame. Did, did I tell you about that Predator avatar I got in VR chat? No, you did not. It was very well crafted, but it had these amazing little uh, toys built into it. So there are different uh, hand commands I can put in, so I could actually like remove my helmet. Oh wow! And it would like I'd hold the helmet in my hand, so I could like put my hand up and I push a button and the helmet would stick to the hand. Um, it had a laser thing that would come up, and then like after a timer, it would shoot a big explosion. Oh nice! I could open the little like self destruct um button doodad on the wrist. Uh, the little like claws could come out like it was, and it was modeled like really really good. Nice. But my favorite was that it had a cloaking where you turn on the thing and you turn invisible, but with that weird sheen from the movie. Oh, cool. And it, they actually did that effect very well. I should log so into VRChat and, and steal this from you. I don't have it anymore because you, you said you weren't going to log into VRChat anymore, so I didn't save it. To be fair, the first time I did, it made me feel very sick. Yeah. You got you to gotta warm up to it. You got to do sitting mode. One of these and we days. we got to do safer stuff that uh, won't make you sick because... To to be frank, like we went to an amusement park and I kind of I gave up on VR for a couple days. Oh yeah. Um, but what we did was me and Joe went to this uh, anime dancing sim. Oh god. Where there's like you could set up the set and you pick a song and there's like a pre-done animation and your character will just like snap into the animation 
and then, like the camera will fly around and stuff so you can record this like anime music video. Okay. But anybody can just walk on set. So Did you just with like the the Pokemon characters? What? Was this that Pokemon yes. character thing? Yeah, you saw that. Joe recorded that. We did yeah, yeah, a, yeah. that muscle Pokemon video. That was, that was enchanting in the worst way possible. So, yeah, so people are doing it serious with their, like, cutesy anime characters. Mm-hmm. I would cloak as Predator and slowly walk onto the screen and only move, like, when the camera's not facing me. Nice. Until I was, like, standing behind him, and then there's, I'm, like, standing next to the lead dancer, Invisible. And there's a part where, like, right before the chorus... She's going to spin around, and she's going to turn around, and then she's going to, like, pose in a way. Sure. And so I was waiting for it, and I had my hand out, and so then, like, she posed, and then I decloaked, and I'm holding her hand, and I started dancing with her. And the person screamed. (laughs) 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 But but then I'm just the predator dancing, like, not in rhythm, because I'm not synced to the pre-done animation. Sure. And I'm just just completely out of place of everything. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) It was a lot of fun. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I love VR chat. We were doing ballet. Um, Joe found this weird... It was like a gender swap Sora. So and then Sora. I got from Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was the joke. I didn't hear you. I said, so Sora. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, but then I got a Mickey Mouse, but it's based on that, like, Uganda Knuckles shape. Oh, Jesus. Just it's colored black with, like, weird little ears sticking out. But it has this, like, pre-done ballet dance, and so the two of us would, like, dance in sequence with with these, like, goofy-looking avatars. And it's like, who is this for? Like, what? Why do these things exist? I can't fathom it. Yeah. That's fun, though. Do we, we're at 57 minutes. Do we want to do a glad space? Yeah. Do you have a glad space ready? I had one ready, and then I can't remember what the name of the YouTube channel is, so I'm going to do something different, and it's um, it's the new Whitechapel album. I'm going to do, do good old music recommendation for the peoples. This came out last year, and I never listened to it because uh, I was largely told that it wasn't that great. They're like, oh, they got like three guitarists. You, you can only hear the one guitar. They just play it all the same. Blah, blah, blah. It's not very complicated. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I started listening to it, and it's a it, it's like melodic deathcore almost. Like there's it it it's super groovy. It's really good. Like it's not what I expect when someone's like, "Hey, you want to listen to deathcore music where they sound like Satan the whole time?" Because Phil decided he wanted to learn how to goddamn sing properly, and so there are actually moments where he does. And there's like the album's paced well, and the the guitar is super fucking groovy. It's mixed really really well. And it's it's just a really fucking fun good album. So it's on my like to buy list, and I I wish I would have got it when it came out, but now I'm gonna probably get it this weekend or something. But it's a really really solid metal album. So if you want to listen to some like heavier shit that takes a break and will give you non heavy stuff, so you can be like, oh now I can breathe easy. It's normal music for a bit, and then it gets heavy again. You're like, oh no, it's Satan. Ah. Yeah, give that one a go. And what was that one again? Uh, it's called The Valley by Whitechapel. Whitechapel. Which is, like, honestly one of, like, the most well-known bands in this genre. I've never heard of it before. Yeah, but... I mean, that's me. Yeah. Most people haven't, because most people don't listen to, like, that kind of fucked up music, but if you do, you know that band. But if you don't, and you want to get introduced to that genre of music, this is a really good way to do it. 
because it's catchy. Uh... Oh, I got another one. What? So, uh, I was talking about Elite Dangerous being a nice uh, escapism, just flying through space, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another game that involves flying through space I've been playing. We, I just got it this week. But it's called Pulsar colon Lost Colony. Yeah, Joe's talking about this because he's been playing with you guys. Did you hear him swearing the other night? I fucking absolutely heard him swearing. So, the reason I bought Pulsar was I wanted a VR game. And my friend recommended it. And he said, oh, this is really good. It's way up your alley. This is exactly for you. Plus, it has a VR mode. So it's like, okay, you know what? It's sold. I'll, I'll buy into it. Um, the VR mode does not... It's not, it's not a good time. Yeah, it the turns out... The <laughs> default controls... Like, there's no way to navigate the menus. You you just... You kind of get locked into things. Mm-hmm. Um, stu- like, I'm used to... I push a button to turn. That's now jump. Oh, no. I, I push a button to open the pause menu. That brings up, like, subsystem commands. I push the other button for the pause menu. The pause menu comes up behind the subsystem command window that I can't close. Like, it was so... I, I feel I know this is early access, but it's like, I don't think they should advertise this as VR ready. Sure. Um, Playing it outside of VR, just mouse and keyboard, I actually really do recommend the game. Joe said he played it the other day again in VR. He thinks he's got some of it fixed, and it seemed to work pretty well. So, well, yeah, um, you can change some controls manually. You can tweak some things. There's a lot of VR options. Uh, Joe's VR setup is a little different from mine, where he can turn. Like, he has space in his room to actually physically turn around. Oh, yeah, he's got the master bedroom. Yeah. Um, my my space is a little more limited, so I need to have a manual turn in-game, and that's not a feature. Mm. So it's like, okay, I'm not going to bother. Like, I could probably fix the the button inputs that I'm struggling with. But if it won't let me turn, I'm not going to bother with it. But to explain what the game is, it's just Star Trek. You get a ship, um, your crew, it's all multiplayer people. Uh, you But you can walk around freely. So you'll have a station. Like, if you work the weapons, there's, like, a weapons room where you can manage the coolant and the missiles and how to target subsystems and you man the turret. Um, if you work in the science lab, you can research buffs and things. Uh, there's a captain's chair. I w- <laughs> so I didn't want to be captain. But everyone else wanted to be the fun jobs. And I said, Cameron, you should be captain. So like, fine. So I sit in the chair, and then I pull out my gun. And it's like, okay, pilot, you, we're going to go to this planet over here. He's like, where? And then I'd shoot him. I say, stupid questions, get laser. I'm glad you're enjoying it. It's fun. Um, it is early access-y. It's on Steam Summer Sale. Oh, cool. I, I do not recommend this at full price yet. If they keep adding features to it, this could be like one of the, the most fun ways to kill time with you and four friends. Sure. Um, there's a lot of like roleplay potential if you want to take the Star Trek stuff like serious and like borderline LARPing. Because you can beam down to planets or... Or other, um, <laughs> what was it? We wanted to repair the ship, and we didn't know how to do that, so we found a repair place, and it's like, well, let's beam aboard and ask for help. And so we beamed aboard with before, like, clearing security, so security attacked us. So we killed everyone on the repair dock, 
and I was like, well, I guess we're the repair technicians now. Bring, bring in the ship. We'll run it from here. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like, okay. So I was able to repair the ship for $0 since we didn't have to pay since everyone was dead. Nice. Um, But then it told us that our, like, chaos level had increased. And it's like, we don't know what that means, so let's warp on out of here. <laughs> so, yeah, Pulsar colon Lost Colony. It's a little weird, but if you like co-op games on PC and Star Trek, but you don't like Star Trek Bridge Crew, and you're okay with early access games with janky graphics, and you have four friends to play with, I recommend it. Nice. Oh, now I want to play Majora's Mask. Yeah, I feel like apparently it's on the 3DS. Let's see, who owns one of those? No, 3DS one is awful, dude. Is it? It they ruin it. They ruin the music. They ruin the graphics by like redesigning stuff so it doesn't look like appealing. Um, oh. they also change the gameplay too much. They messed with the physics. So there's a couple parts where it's like. It's borderline impossible to clear certain jumps that you could before. And then other parts are beyond too easy where all the fun is taken out. Oh, Like, it is the worst port. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, I love the music, dude. I, I have so much of it. Just, like, if I close my eyes, I can hear, like, every track from that game. Oh, wow. Like, it is so... A lot. I spent a lot of time in that game. <laughs> I love the art style, like the concept art with those like really thick black lines. Yeah. Um. I love the. Uh, I love all those side stories and stuff. Um. I love like the overarching themes and and how like sad and depressing everything is. Like ev- everything's negative. The whole game is about sad people being sad and how they cope with it. And they either cope with it through anger or fear or they break down or they just. They give up on life. There's a lot of people that just accept they're about to die. Like, that's a recurring theme in the game. <laughs> it's really fun. I wonder, I should see if Joe wants to play anything tonight, because it's been a while since we've all gamed together, and it's Friday. Yeah, it's Friday night. Have what's, more that, what's that song? Friday, Friday. Da, no. Da, da, oh. Friday night lyrics. It's Friday night. It's all right for fighting. That's, uh, was it, Elton John um, song? No. That Nickelback covered at one point. One of these days we should talk about Nickelback. Oh. I fucking like Nickelback a lot. Was it last Friday night? Oh, I don't know that one. There's a stranger in my bed. There's a pounding in my head. Glitter all over the room. Pink flamingos in the pool. I smell like a mini bar. DJ's passed out in the yard. Barbie's on the barbecue. You no, know, you remember that one? I've... Last Friday night, we danced on tabletops. We took too many shots. Think we kissed, but I forgot. Last Friday night. Okay, I'm googling this now. Katy Perry. Okay. Oh, there we go. I probably could have guessed that. It's catchy. Sure. It might be the only Katy Perry song I tolerate, but I'm almost certain there's other Katy Perry songs I don't recognize. Did you do hers. firework? I don't care for firework. firework. Really? I like firework. Firework's fun. I th- firework makes me like Last Friday Night less because her name's associated with it. Fair. <laughs> 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 Did I tell you I got fair food? No. I got bacon-wrapped pickles and deep-fried frog legs. Pickles. Frog legs. 
Sorry. Last Friday night. <laughs> nice. All right. Good night, everyone. Good night, everybody. And remember, don't drink and record podcasts. Yeah, don't do what we did. Should I try this the, the, the dwarf thing again now that we're done? What? I feel like I should bookend it. What was dwarf thing? The, the the song we talked about before we started. Oh, that, okay, because I was wondering what game we'd be playing tonight. I wasn't sure if you were talking about. Oh, no, we can play dwarf game. But you can sing a dwarf song. I'm still recording. I don't know if you are. Yeah. Cool. Okay, should I try it? Yeah, do it. God, I feel like I'm on the spot. Here, I'll play some music for you. What is this? Why do I know this song? What are you playing? I'm just listening to the song. Cameron, you cheaty bastard. What is this? Oi! Answer me. You fucker. So I gotta put up with everybody. I'm just playing this shit. I'm gonna ask him, douche, what song is this? I don't even know if he's actually gonna play it because it could be, could be copyright strike and so he might have to take it down. I didn't think this is funny anymore, this is dumb. Who's gonna hold out longer, me or him? It'll be him, I'm not gonna lie. He's, he's way more stubborn than I am. Should I keep talking? Oh, that was unfortunate. Cameron! <laughs> what are you doing? You goofy bastard. 